0: And now here's another timely yet timeless word from the Word of God from one of our services at First Baptist Church of Crawfordville.
1: Wow, y'all, I hope I can hold it together after that.
0: Okay, Okay, take it off. That part's done. All right.
1: (laughs) Well, good morning. Man, it is great. This is a great view to just look out and see everybody. See, that's going to give you more than anything. Okay. It is so good to be here. Thank you, Pastor Dave, for letting us come. I mean, this is our home. Um, even though we do live in the second best city in Florida, right? Gainesville? Right. right, right, Malley? Tyler? Yeah, I saw that too. So even though we do live in the second best city, this is number one for sure. So thank you for allowing us to come and just briefly share with you. Um, we appreciate all the encouragement from this church, all the, all the prayer we get, the friendship. I mean, it's amazing. So we appreciate that. Um, let me pray. That'll maybe help me here. <laughs> Father, we just love you so much. Um, thank you for the opportunity here. <laughs> thank you for this church just help us to uh um relay what you want us to speak today lord um we ask your blessing on this service father just calm our nerves and just um, yeah just make it a, a great time of sharing today so we just love you and we just give you all the praise in jesus name amen um do you want to we didn't really plan this but do you want to share about the kids and what we're doing now, I
0: guess. I don't know if you guys want to know all that. but um, uh, So Lindsay's here. Yay, Lindsay. Um, she's working on her AA in preparations for nursing school. Everybody and stare
1: at her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, she won't come back then. Um, so, um, she, yeah, she's working toward nursing school and working full-time at Wahoo as a server and manager. Um, Jake is one of her roommates, and he's working full-time at Cracker Barrel. Um, Zach is still full-time meat cutter with Publix doing his thing and Alex and Bethany you guys are probably most familiar with they've moved to Woodville and he's youth pastor worship leader at First Baptist Woodville and they have two kids now Noah's really cute he's three months old now Marlene is cute too but you know Um, so that's just a little recap of the kids we as you know are in Gainesville Um, John's Still working for publics we're preparing to go to malawi i'm homeschooling paris full-time and she's in first grade now way of paris Nobody and um, paris.
1: there she is <laughs>
0: uh, we attend north central baptist in gainesville and um we're involved there but it's really good to be here it's really strange being back when we've been mm-hmm. gone for so long um but it's so good to see y'all and um, it's hard to believe we attended here for 16 years and we were saved here. Our kids grew up here. So um, we love you guys, and I'm going to stop talking about that or I'll start crying.
1: Mm-hmm. Then nobody will be able to talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know we're criers. So. Yeah. Um, uh, so when we came back from Malawi the first time, um, probably the hardest time in our lives thus far, I would say. Um, it didn't take long before we realized we had made a mistake in coming home and that God's calling on our lives is still to reach the Yao in Malawi with the gospel um, and I don't it's very—it's a very difficult place to be when you're out of God's will for your life I don't know if you've ever experienced that but he will make it very clear that you're out of his will um, and make you uncomfortable in that um, and I actually kind of want to explain where our hearts and our spirits were through all of that time. Um, if you would turn in your Bibles, I, we don't have a PowerPoint prepared, so if you would turn to Matthew 14, 25. Um, I'm just going to read a short excerpt. It's the story where Jesus walked on the water, And prior to the part we're going to read, Jesus was teaching a large crowd, and Jesus was standing in the boat, and it was the end of the day, and they were tired, and Jesus told the disciples to go ahead on across the lake without him, or sea, or whatever it was, and um, he would catch up with them later. He was going to go pray and be alone with the Lord. So um, we pick up in verse 25, And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So I I kind of compare this piece of scripture to kind of what happened is kind of to what happened with us. When we got to Malawi in the beginning, things were going really well. We had jumped out of the boat or the airplane, so to speak, into Malawi and Things were going well, we were learning language, and we could greet people in Chiao, which was really exciting. And we were making friends with locals and with other missionaries, and Paris was making friends. And then Satan really started to attack um, pretty strongly, and trying to distract us from our purpose in Malawi. And, I mean, we never strayed at all from our walk with the Lord, Um, we were tight with the Lord the whole time, but... He gave us a spirit of fear of a very different culture, fear of missing out on our kids' lives and grandkids' lives, and just really got us distracted from our calling. Much like Peter in the story, he was fine as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus and on, you know, on his path. Um, But as soon as he paid attention to the things that were scary, like the fact he could drown, um, he started to sink. So that's kind of what happened with us. And I actually want our story to be one of encouragement um, because um, God calls all of us to do hard things. And that looks completely different for each of us your hard thing might be inviting a friend to church or um sharing the gospel with a stranger or going on that mission trip that you're just really kind of not sure about whatever it can be anything um first of all i pray that you say yes to the lord and second to know that when you do the hard things um sometimes you're gonna mess up and that is okay um God knows our hearts and he knows our intentions Um, Um, So all of that to say When you do fall down because it's going to happen Get back up that's the key To keep serving because Satan will try to use it against you (sighs) Anyway he will try to use it against you And try to keep you down and out of serving so all that to say when you do fall down get back up learn from your mistakes and move on and that's what we are preparing to do
1: we need your prayers in that for sure Um, spiritual warfare is so real um, especially in areas like where where we've been there Um, I remember one time I told this to Pastor Dave one time when we were Um, leaving Mangochi, driving out of town and heading to Blantyre, which is the bigger city, where we would go and pick up supplies. Um, At the exact same time when we got out of the Mangochi city limits, we both looked at each other and we felt the same thing. We felt that spiritual warfare just kind of wash off of us in a way. It it was so physically felt at that time. You figure you have um, a whole area of Muslims, right? Worshipping a a fake God, Allah. I mean, it's, it's a, just a really uh, dark spiritual place. So we, we would appreciate the prayers um, for that. But now, I mean, since we've been back, we have uh, really prepared for that. So we're, we are ready for all the spiritual warfare that comes against us. Do you think even, um, look at all the spiritual warfare that's happening in the United States now. I don't want to get on a political rant at all, but holy cow, there is such divisiveness in this country. Um, we got to always remember that our enemy isn't other people, right? Even Paul says that in Ephesians, our battle is not against flesh and blood. So always remember that. Pray for those people that are um, that you know are trying to uh, just change different things. I mean, once again, I'm not going to get political here, even though I'd love to. <laughs> um pray for those people those people can be one for the lord i mean think about that think if we had more more people those hearts would be changed by jesus christ in this country so let's really focus on not battling them not putting them down let's focus on sharing the gospel with them um let's see what do you want to talk about now let's talk about where we're we're going because i do see new faces in here too um Most of y'all know where Malawi Africa is, right? Most? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Malawi Africa is in the southeastern part of Africa. If you know where Madagascar is, which everybody does from the cartoon and everything, you go in two countries and there's Malawi. You pass Mozambique and you hit Malawi. And Malawi is about the size of Florida, the state of Florida, about the same population as well. We'll be going back to the same city of Mangochi where we lived before, which is where the highest concent- one of the highest concentrations of the Yao people are located. That's our people group. That's our unreached people group that we love. And that we would like to see, you know Jesus. So that's, that's where we're going back to. Um, we will live in the exact same house that we lived in before. We're going with SIM again. Um, Being that we're in the same house, we'll have the property and the housing where we would love to see a short-term trip come from you all. It'd be great to see you all there. It was great to go last year with Pastor Dave and Alex and Lindsay. got to go and see everything, see all the ministries that were there. Um, So we'll be there in the same place. We will resume the same ministry that we had with the addition of one that Molly's going to talk about. But we'll be um, our technical position will be church planting support amongst the Yao people. So we will do the same. We will support uh, the Ethiopian missionaries that are actually out more in the village and rural areas. Remember them? B- Bear and Bazunish. I hope you're praying for them. Um, a lot has been happening with them lately, which is awesome to talk about. When we were there, when we left, they were having a hard time getting um, a foothold in the villages. Um, they were having a hard time planning Um, they were actually kicked out of a few villages around that time but now even when uh, we went with a short-term team in 2018 2019 2019 um, they had a small house church going with just a few people um, that would come on Sundays now that group has gotten so big SIM has purchased land in Namwera which is where they live and um, the plans are is to build a church there, a Christian church in the, in the Yao major Yao area. So that's very, very encouraging. So God is really working in that. So pray for them. Keep that, keep a bazunish in your prayers. Also, uh, Benson and Ruth are another um, couple. They're native Malawians that are working with a Bear and bazunish out there. Very good people. We got to meet them when we were out there for our short-term trip. And pray for this land development. Pray that it's it's gone so well so far. The church has cleared the land. Now they're just raising support to try to um, get a building and, and get you know basic water and things on the land. So pray that that goes well. Um, we will also continue. You all remember Radio Lelanguka? the radio station that's um, pretty much right next to our property. We will continue to um, work with them and hopefully i'll work in some administrative way while we're there to help them out with finances and stuff more of a business thing which i'm good with huh? <laughs> to work with them that radio station um, has done such a great job broadcasting out into the Yao villages they've even sent radios out there that are just tuned in to their frequency so the people in the villages can listen just to that radio station so they've done a great job um, you know putting christian radio out there they're also looking to expand the signal by putting it up on a higher hill to where it'll, like you know expand out further and deeper into the villages that are there so it's very exciting the things that are going on there we'll also when we get there um, continue children's ministry that we were kind of starting more on the short-term trip um, with our with my language helper buba we'll we'll go out and Um, We were working on the village that he's from, so that's our plan to continue to work with the kids as well when we go. And then another exciting thing, in two weeks, um, we're heading to North Carolina to learn about CHE, and CHE stands for um, Community Health Evangelism. Very exciting, and I think Molly's going to tell you a little bit about that. That's kind of more in her, her field, but this is a really exciting approach to help evangelize.
0: Um, most of you guys know I've been a nurse for 27 years and so anything health related kind of sparks my interest so um, Che combines discipleship well evangelism discipleship and church planting with addressing tangible physical needs in a village so the um, the community health part of it isn't necessarily a clinic or um, like you know handing out medicine and treating diseases and things like that its health of the whole village meaning it could be anything from clean water to enough food to eat to good waste disposal like anything that betters the village Um, being that we haven't been to the training yet we have read a book and really to explain it better I'm gonna read a quote from the book Che is a holistic ministry strategy that seamlessly integrates evangelism, discipleship, and church planting with community health and development. Um, through Che ministries, people become followers of Jesus and whole communities are lift, lifted out of cycles of poverty and disease. Um, and one of the big core parts. Um, of Che is the fact that it concentrates its efforts on long-term solutions that break the cycle of poverty and disease we train equip and empower people to do for themselves we focus on development rather than relief and disease prevention rather than cure so we're super excited about it because it couples evangelism with helping the village with needs but we're not bringing anything into the village we're not bringing money we're not bringing things it empowers the people within the village to band together it brings up organic leaders in the village that are going to lead both your evangelism and discipleship within the village and the betterment of the village so it's kind of that Um, give a man a fish and he eats for a day or teach a man to fish and he eats for his life or something like that that idea (laughs) Um, so we're very excited about the training Um, I think about how Jesus coupled you know physical needs with spiritual needs Um, it's very hard to go into a third world environment like Malawi where the needs are huge And ignore those needs and share the gospel. You can't walk past a mother's starving child and tell her about Jesus and think that she's going to believe in your God or really even listen to you. So we're excited. Please pray for us for the training in the next couple weeks. And our next newsletter will be about Che more in depth as we learn more about that approach to um, sharing the gospel with the unreached Yao
1: very good all right so that's kind of a a little brief um, tidbit about us Um, we did get new prayer cards printed so they are down on the front pew there by Tyler down at the end so please grab one and pray for us pray for the yow pray for us pray for what's going on over there Um, Molly put those handy-dandy magnets on the back where you just slap it up on your fridge so every time you pass by rich pray for us please (laughs) <laughs> um so grab one of those before you go also if you're not I, I know most of y'all are getting our newsletter in here but if you're not please sign up for our newsletter there's a sign up sheet there with the uh, prayer cards we want we want you to be able to know what's going on um every, we're going to send them out every month like we have been we want you to know what's going on we want you to know how to pray for us we want you to be involved um, with us with this we also ask not only for your prayer, but we ask for you also, like you have in the past with your support, we ask for you to consider partnering financially with us as well as a church. And we also ask you as individuals, um, we would love to have you as part of our financial support team along with our prayer support team. So just consider that, pray about that. So,
0: Before we wrap up, I kind of like to end on a light note, so... <laughs> You know we've talked about spiritual warfare and everything and yesterday John and I drove separately because I came early and I didn't go get my suitcase out of the car because it was pouring rain so about an hour before John was gonna get here so he's over halfway here I realized Paris and I left our suitcase in Gainesville like the whole suitcase so I'm wearing Bethany's clothes I'm like using all of their stuff
1: they had to use my toothbrush
0: It was just one of those, oh, my gosh. Has anybody else ever left an entire suitcase when you went on a trip? Come on, somebody, please. (laughs) It's either spiritual warfare or I'm getting old and forgetting stuff. I'm not sure.
1: Oldness, I think.
0: Well, thank you guys for letting us share. We love you all. And if you have any questions afterwards, just come tackle us.
2: All right, well, talking to uh, John uh, and Molly before the service and and looking at at what they were going to say and try to communicate and what have you, I've had in the back of my mind what I have wanted to say. Uh, If you've been here in the past year, you have probably heard this. Well, you may not have been there the Sunday that I talked about it, but um, I I went over there, as John said, last year, uh, Alex and Lindsay and myself joined John and Molly in Paris and we were over there I don't know what was it 12 days or something was the total trip and so I got to you know go to Mangochi I get to I got to stay in in the apartment it's not even the guest the guest house you all stayed in the guest house because another couple was in the actual house but that's where y'all going to be staying or in the house and what have you and one of the things that I noticed and this was I could say universal, but we're just talking of you know twenty different incidences. But every time, let's just put it that way, when John and Molly would show up anywhere that they had been before, and people knew them, they would come running and just grab John and Molly and hug them and just start mostly and cheer out, you know. but they're just super excited to see John and Molly. And what you know, the way that I thought about it was they were only here six months. Six months, okay? Uh, how long? It was a year and a half when we went back, was it not? Is that about right? Yeah, it was about a year and a half when we went back. No, I guess it was only a year. It's a year. May to May. May to May. So they'd been gone one year. That's right. We're getting our timeline straight here. And so, you know, everybody that we saw, you know, they'd been gone a year. They'd been there six months, And everybody just came up and hugged their neck and was just so excited to see them. On, uh, I I believe it was the second Sunday, uh, I spoke at uh, 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 Abera and Bamunish's house. And there was 25, 30 people there, adults and kids and what have you. And these were area missionaries. They do this each Sunday afternoon. Is that not right? They meet at different places. This time it was at Abara and Bumunish's house and had some interesting lunch. That was great. But then um, b- before that we had, had the service and, and John had asked me before to speak. So I spoke, had a great time doing that, but even better was afterwards just sitting around with these various missionaries who are from all over the world. One couple are from the, I'm not sure what the denomination is known, but they're Baptists from Australia. And they're right there in um, uh, Mangochi, uh, trying to win people for Jesus. Anyway, one of the men was talking to me. And uh, he said, um, and he has a wife and a daughter and what have you. But he said, you know, uh, I, 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 I was really surprised when John and Molly, when they uh, left. He said, uh, they're, they're made for this place. And we all thought so. So it just took us by surprise uh, you know that that happened well 15 minutes later I'm talking to another I believe her name is Ann older she's from North Carolina and she's been there 25 years and still sounds like she's from North Carolina it's hilarious she is now retired but she is still involved in work there she's that's where she's retiring and she is staying involved in various ministries and she told me the same thing she says I'm usually a pretty good judge of character And I was sure that John and Molly were here for the long haul. And I said, well, they may be, because last year when we went, the Lord had already laid it on their heart, yes, I want you to come back. So that was just confirmation for me, hearing from other people, their thoughts. Now I want to tell you one more quick story. Um, The morning we left, James, who is the security guard for the place, He does from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and then somebody else comes on and does the night. But James and his family live in a little building that's on the property. So they're there. And so James, who does not speak English, uh, got hold of Martin, uh, who is uh, Malawian, but does speak good English and used him as a translator. And I'm off to the side. Okay, and I'm, I'm just observing. And you've got James talking to Martin, Martin talking to John and Molly. And I'm about 10, 15 feet away just kind of listening in. James spends the next, I don't know, how long did y'all talk? 20, 30 minutes? Explaining how much John and Molly meant to him. Now one thing that you understand is Martin had James's job before James'. He was the security guy on the Sim property. Understand, this is Sim property. And it's Sim missionaries that come there. And that's who James had been working for for years. He's been doing this a long time. And before him, though, it was Martin. So Martin is getting this from James. And he is, he is um, what do you call it? Uh, he's identifying with what James is saying. Here's the, here's the bulk, the, the essence of James' message you are the first missionaries to ever treat us like people. Other missionaries that have been there have treated us like servants, like slaves. I mean, it it was John and Molly, they're crying now because they remember. John and Molly were sitting there still listening and just shaking their heads and bawling because they love people and they love those that are working with them not for them even though they do pay them they consider them part of the family anyway you just add all of this together and and that that, that was the clincher for me that morning that Monday morning we were leaving that afternoon was it yes God is in this they're supposed to be there So I I just want to say God bless you guys for listening to the Lord. Molly is right. It is so easy to get discouraged and the devil will beat you to death saying you are not worthy. You're not worthy. (laughs) But God's grace in you can overcome your unworthiness. And He will use you if you will just stay with it. Well, they're staying with it and they're going back. So Debbie and I have renewed renewed our commitment. We We are supporting. I would encourage you to think about it. Pray about it. Please pray for them okay we will be taking short-term mission trips over there Uh, we'll be talking about that you know as soon as they get over there okay when when can we come and uh, unlike Togo uh, Togo costs about two and a half times as much to fly to Togo and it's shorter it's six or eight hours shorter but it costs about two and a half times as much to fly to Togo so it's not an outrageous amount of money that we're talking about. We want to send some folks over there to be involved with their ministry. So I'm excited for them. I'm excited for us. Um, that's my five minutes, and we got five minutes left. Now, yes? Questions? Well, I, I was... Hey, Jeremy, can I can I get Jeremy? Can I get you to do me a favor? No, no, that box right there. Take the box and the stuff on top. Let's take it out front cuz that's the way we exit now. All right, just take it out and put it out there. If you'll put some on each side of the cards that way you can you know, there's cards in the box. If you'll just Yeah, put them on the table on each side. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Jeremy. Appreciate it Uh, because we're going to be going out that way. Let me ask. uh, We've got time for just one or two quick questions. You'll have to do it over the mic, and I will hand it to you. Anybody have a question for John or Molly? Oh, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Yes, you are. Talk, talk, talk.
0: How long are you staying over there?
2: Here, here, here! You're telling too much. I was, I was, I was just going to say forever. forever.
1: Yeah, our our plan is indefinitely, like before. Um, we will come back yearly, though, so we'll be able to share in person yearly. We're going to come back for Paris's medical checkups every year, so we'll probably have a one year will be a short time, and then every other year will be a longer time where we'll stay a little bit longer. So, but to answer your question, indefinitely, yes. Anybody else? Real quick. The young ladies have questions.
2: Mrs. is Mary. Mary, are you ready?
0: Do you think you're going to meet a lot of missionaries?
2: Mary asked, Are you going to meet a lot of missionaries? I guess we should have got two mics, huh? I can. huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. My heart rate's going. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, we meet a fair amount of missionaries in in the area where we're gonna live. There's I don't know, it's a handful of missionaries that are working with the Yao. And they're from all over the world, which is really interesting.
2: Anybody else quickly? Okay, well, uh, you know, as, as, as mission-minded as this service has been, talking about actually doing missions, which Jesus says that's part of all of us, right? And he says, uh, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, of all nations, ethos. So, yeah, uh, and that's where they're going. They're going, you know, I don't know how far is that? It's like eight or 9,000 miles, isn't it? It's a good way across the world to do just that, uh, to share the good news with people who uh, will not be bumping elbows every day with people who believe. That's, that's one thing that you need to thank the Lord that in America, yeah, uh, we may not, may not be considered a Christian nation, but there are a lot of Christians in America. Uh, You can't, you'd have to try to not know something about the gospel. In Malawi, it's just the opposite. They're going to have to try to get an audience to be able to share the good news of Jesus. And So God's called them over there. So I just want you to pray about that. Um, You guys stand. Let's just uh, close in a word of prayer. And uh, I am going to announce that we are having a baptism next Sunday. So come for that, all right? We will fill up that tub back there. And uh, we've got a couple more, but they just didn't line up dates, you know, that we're going to do. So anyway, that's, we'll, we'll be doing that next Sunday. All right, you guys bow with me in a word of prayer. Father, we come before you this morning just to say thank you for your love for us. It's a love that would send your son Jesus to die on the cross, Father, to give us eternal life. And as a result, you call us into your kingdom. And part of that kingdom is sharing the good news. And Father, I ask that you would help us to do that as individuals. And uh, corporately, we're we're thinking about John and Molly now and uh, just uh, helping them do that across the world uh, over in Malawi and Mangochi. And just ask your blessings upon them. Pray that you would provide. We know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills, Father. And that's just a metaphor for everything. So God, I pray that you provide the sources, the funds that they need. Through believers. Father, that's your design. Help us to be a part of that. Help us to pray for them and to support them and to continue to love them. And we thank you for them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, in order to not, some of y'all aren't listening when I say, let's try not to congregate in here. And, you know, I understand. Uh, John and Molly, we're going to ask y'all, it's a pretty day. I want y'all to go outside. Lindsay, you go with them. And y'all in Paris? Y'all hang out there and y'all can say hey to them and fist pump them and all that and encourage them, okay? And if you got questions, they're gonna be perfectly willing to answer, all right? So God bless you guys. Hope y'all have a great week in the Lord.
0: Thank you for joining us for this podcast from First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. You can find more information and follow us on Facebook or visit our website, crawfordvillefbc.com.